So, you want to be a contractor. Ever wonder what it takes to become a contractor? The journey they go on to get where they are now, or the crazy things they see and hear on the job site? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor, the podcast. Join your host, Mike Fisher, as he talks to owners of construction companies from all over about how they got started, how they run their business, and some of the craziest stories they've experienced on their job sites. And now, your host, Mike Fisher. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor. This is episode number 25. My name is Mike Fisher. Uh, my guest today, Chris Dick, president at August Roofing and Solar. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing good. What yourself? Good, good. Thank you, man. We appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing some time with us real quick. But uh, the, the way we get all these started, we want to know your story, your history. How did you get into this industry and, and what brought you to where you are today? Well, it's a long time ago. It's actually right about 37 years ago today was when I stepped onto a roof for the first time. Uh, when I was growing up uh, in high school, I was working at a gas station that was uh, uh, close to school. And um, at the time, the area right near the gas station was booming with construction. And so it was back in the days when you didn't sit in a glass booth to uh, collect money or out in the drive. And so I got to met, meet a lot of the construction guys because pr pretty much the time I got onto the to the gas station at the end of the day was about the time they were coming down out of their jobs. And so I got to meet a, a, one, a lot of them. And one of them was a, was a roofing uh, superintendent for a roofing company. And he kept bugging me, hey, you got to come to work for me when you graduate. You know, like I said, construction was booming and they needed people bad. So um, when I was, uh, so the week I, I graduated, I started talking to this guy. And uh, so he's, he started telling me everything. and. The, he said, Hey, you know, got to the, the job starts at $9 and 65 cents an hour. And so just for a little context, minimum wage was three thirty five. So nine sixty five was a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, yeah. oh, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll do this roofing thing. No problem. And so the, the funny story to it all is, is the first day I went to work after I, I graduated, uh, at the end of the day, my back hurt so bad. It wasn't even funny. So I stopped and uh, on my way home and I got a newspaper to read the want ads to get a, a, a new job. Cause I said, I am not going to do this for the rest of my life. So you, you can see how well that has worked <laughs> 37 years later. So, um, that's how I got into the industry as far as and the so, roofing. Yeah. And, and so obviously, you know, probably worked for, for that company for a while. What was. What was the, uh, the journey like to, uh, you know, starting and opening August roofing and solar? Yeah, I was, you know, when I started working for the company, I was, I was young and ambitious. I was willing to work hard and, and times were booming. So I moved up through it you know, pretty rapidly and it, it was a union company at the time. The union was still, uh, strong in the residential, uh, arena. And then, um, right about, uh, the, the they had a strike. And I had only been in the union for a little bit, yeah, but my bosses had been in there a long time. So I had got a, a major opportunity to, um, uh, move up. And so they moved me up into, uh, a foreman position, superintendent position really quick. Then, um, we, uh, my boss, uh, we ran in the, the jobs I was running, ran into a few, 
um, job site problems. And then my boss decided I was no longer a, a good fit for the company. So he decided that we should uh, part ways. And, uh, but that was fine for me. Um, I, I had always wanted to, to own my own company since I was a little kid. You know, some kids want to be firemen, policemen, whatever. I, I don't know. I was a little different. I wanted to own my own company. It didn't have to be anything in particular. I just wanted to run a company. So this, uh, along with, you know, my, my desire to do things more professional, a little bit more integrity in the construction industry. Cause my, my experience hadn't been that in the four years that I had been working with this company and quite frankly, in any of the other trades that I had experienced in the industry. So, um, so it all kind of, you know, just hit melded at the right time, you know? Um, so that's when, uh, August roofing was born in 1991. Wow. So, I mean, you only had four years experience before you jumped into your own and it started on your own. Yep. Yeah, wow. well, four and a half. And he saw, had, and, and, wait for it. and that was just right out of high school too, right? I mean, so four years out of high school yeah. and then you were starting your own business? Yeah, I was 23, I think, when I started my... What's, so what was that? I mean, I have to imagine that's a bit scary, right? I mean, where, what gave you the confidence to, to be able to start on your own with, with little to no experience and no schooling or no, you know what I mean, no formal education and business management or any of that kind of stuff? I don't know. Some of it may have just been, you know, um, ignorance is bliss, right? You don't know what you don't know. And uh, I right. just, you know, <laughs> I needed a job and I, I didn't, um, really want to go and work in the industry for the kind of people that I've experienced. I, I really wanted to, you know, I mean, raise it to the next level. I wanted, you know, uh, raise the, the, the bar. So. So what were some I, of those, those things, what were, what were, what were a couple of those things that you were looking to improve in the industry as, as a business owner? What were, I mean, obviously I'm sure there's plenty of things you've done in the last 30 years, but you know, those first few that you thought, Hey, this is why I want to go on my own. What were, what were some of those things? If you remember? Well, the real, it's really just one, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little story also, because, you know, Normally everybody wants to know, and you may have this question later, but everyone wants to know why August roofing, you know, like, where did that come from? Um, so, and that story dovetails with the reason that, you know, one of the big reasons Perfect. and it's still, still a core purpose of August roofing is to redefine professionalism in the construction industry. So August is my middle name. It's also my father's middle name, but it's, it's my Opa's middle name and Opa is is grandfather Grandpa. in Dutch. And yep. so my Opa is traditional, uh, immigrant story came over from Russia, uh, in 1913, he was being persecuted. You know, the communists were taking over. And so everybody was trying to get out, uh, came over shirt on his back, 17 years old. Um, uh, went into a banker said, Hey, lend me enough money to, to, uh, start a farm. I'll buy a piece of land and I'll pay you when I harvest. And so he did that and he did that over and over again until 1974 when he passed away and he'd actually built a farm of over 2000 acres. Wow. So when I decided to start my own business, the name had to be something personal, right? 
I, I didn't want it to be A1 roofing or best roofing because I was going to give something of myself to my customers. It was going to be a personal interaction. Um, because again, I, I had this belief that, and it was instilled by my opa because I was the only grandson that stayed on the farm. All my other aunts and uncles left. And so I was the oldest and I got to spend a lot of time with my opa. And as you can imagine, he was a hard worker. He had a very strong moral compass, um, and he instilled those values in me. And so, you know, when I was here in my first years in, in construction, it was, you know, it didn't dovetail, it didn't, uh, jibe with that. And so, um, when I decided to pick the name, I decided on August because that was a personal name and it meant something very dear to me as well as he stood for the, the, what I believed was right. You know, you gotta be uh, decent to people, which, you know, uh, you know, farming is, is not necessarily the most, uh, uh, elevated, uh, profession, like a doctor or lawyer, but you know, I believe that our roofers and our solar installers should be treated with the same kind of respect as a lawyer or roofer that we're doing great work that a lot of other people wouldn't do. And we're professionals at what we do. And so, um, we deserve to have that. And, and so that's our our core purpose is to redefine professionalism in construction. Yeah, no, I, so, and I love that mentality too, right? Because it, it helps it, it, it for a long time, this industry has kind of been looked at as less than, which I think leads to the issue we have right now with labor shortages and, and, and not being able to find quality labor, right? Because, uh, for, for so many years, parents said, you gotta go to college, you gotta get a degree, you gotta be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something you know, a banker or whatever, but, um, yeah, like you said, there's, there's, there's not a lot of people that are, that are willing to jump up on a roof and, and do that kind of quality of work. But every day we all come home and there's a roof over our head and, um, you know, you, you damn well be grateful for it. And, and so I love the mentality of, you know, kind of lifting those guys up and, and making sure that they know that they're respected and that they're, uh, valued just as much as anybody else in the, in the, uh, you know, in society, uh, for what they do. And, and hopefully that type of mentality kind of keeps growing and, and brings some more people into this industry, because like you said, it's, there's uh, a tremendous opportunity and, and you know, that it is a valued part of the society for sure. Yeah. And, and currently you can't outsource roofing or building of houses to China, right. Or to some <laughs> off site. So <laughs> thank goodness for that. Um, but so right now we have to take people that, you know, um, and, and, you know, do it here right on site. And so again, I, you know, I, I believe like you were just saying, it's, you know, we should elevate them, you know, we, uh, roofers or a anybody in the construction trades, you know, we rely on our house uh, as a safe haven, right? Yep. And improperly constructed yeah. houses cost tons of money every year to all kinds of homeowners and bad workmanship and you know if we could elevate the trade and make it more um desirable more uh honorable you would get a higher quality pe uh, person you know and uh, maybe not necessarily a high quality person i think we have high quality people in the industry it's just a self-respect and stuff and then you right. start doing a better job right yeah you know? no that's 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 awesome and i and I, I applaud you for for running your company that way and, and, and instilling that mentality and sticking with it for as long as you have too, right? I mean, there's, there's something to be said for sure. We, we all, 
you know, might have that ideology getting into the, starting our own business, but to actually maintain that ideology and, and that mentality for as long as you have, um, I'd have to imagine it creates pretty tremendous loyalty, uh, with, with, the the people that you have on your team, I would assume. Yes. I'm, I'm very blessed to have uh, quite a legacy of employees. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So going back to the, the start, you got four years experience, just out of barely out of high school. You've been on a few roofs. Where, where do you even start from a, from a business generation, you know, standpoint? I mean, you, you gotta have jobs and you gotta have money come in the door, but I mean, where, where do you even start with that? And what does that process look like for you? Well, like a lot of guys in the trades, you, you are always doing side work, right? So I kind of started parlaying my side work into, um, you know, jobs, uh, it, got into, you know, I cannot remember you're, you're bringing back memories, but uh, it was a local referral program, uh, in my local city, uh, joined it for a few bucks. And then, I mean, literally hustled. I mean, if there was days that I had no work, I got into my truck and I drove around town and I looked for a, a job that was being built. I drove up to the general. I said, Hey, can I give you an estimate on your job? So, um, literally you, you, you know, bootstrapping you, it gotta, yeah. you gotta pay the bills yeah. you just do what's necessary yeah. right and and everybody needs so. a roof right and it's one of those things that that unfortunately has to be unfortunately is a homeowner's mentality right but fortunate for yeah. you from a from a <laughs> from a job security standpoint they they typically need to be replaced on all you know what i mean it's not like you build one and it's good forever so um there's there's some job security in that for sure as well where, where did that, obviously, I mean, I, I have to assume that, that that hustle turned into kind of a, probably a, a very good uh, standing within the community from your, from a name standpoint, right? I mean, I would imagine you probably got a lot of referral business um, and, and kind of just kind of built on that. Was there anything else as far as, hey, this really propelled my business and this really got me a lot of work or was there any aha moment like that or was it all just a hustle on the grind and, and building over time? Yeah, it, it was that, but really it, it, for me, it was just doing the right thing. Yeah. That's why I just kept doing the right thing and doing the right thing by the customer and, and referrals are big, right? Um, customers most know the horror stories in the construction industry of bad things. And so, uh, at least the kind of customers that m people should want to work for are the ones that really value the quality and protection that the right guy will, will bring to you, right. Or company. Yep. And so that really has been our marketing program is just do a great job for the customer and, and they're going to tell friends and, and, uh, it just continues on that way. Yeah. So going through your growth, what were some challenges you faced or some, some things that you maybe didn't see coming, um, as you're, as you're growing that, that maybe you know, kind of caught you off guard a little bit or, or, or challenge you from a business standpoint? Well, for, for all contractors, do not chase the big jobs, uh, for low margins. I'll tell you that right now, I got myself into, uh, a, a tight spot and can't remember what it was, but cause I had grown up in the production industry when I had worked on the roof for for those four years, I was working for a company that did high volume, high production work. And so then when I started my own business, it was primarily re-roofs and repairs, local, you know, community stuff. Yeah. 
But then the industry just blew up again and a bunch of the, the, uh, builders, um, searched me out because I had been a, a good contact for them and had done a good job when I was working for them at my other company. Uh, uh, and they asked me, he said, Hey, come on, throw your hat in the ring. And so I did. And so I got all, you know, fancy and thought I was great getting all these big jobs, but you know what? You either got to dive in the pool and swim with the sharks, or you just stay on the sidelines. And, and my recommendation is, is for all is, is, is just stay on the sidelines. You know, there's two or three guy, big guys, let them do all that. Let them, um, knock each other out. Um, there's, there's not a track or large production roofing contractor that I, you know, that is left from the day I started. In fact, there's the ones that are today probably haven't even been here about 10 years. Wow. Um, so that, that's my recommendation to you is if you're going to be a contractor, just do great work, charge the proper amount. Remember that you have value, right? Um, don't do it just for wages. You deserve to be paid for your time on the roof. And you also do get to deserve to get paid for your time as a CEO and president, which you are, even if you have only one or two guys, uh, while you're at home, um, and putting the bids together and all this sort of stuff. So you got to remember to count for all that time, yeah. which is where a lot of, I mean, I fell into that trap myself hundred percent. Um, but that's the, the thing that I probably learned that that's the best information that I can give to a guy that might want to start. Well, and, I, and I think part of that comes from, from how you operate in your mentality too, right? I mean, there's, what? there's something, there's, there's a way to make money doing those, those production jobs and those high volume jobs, but you're definitely giving up some of those things that you value and you don't want to give up from a, from a company standpoint, right? As far as how you treat your guys and, and, and the type of work that you do. And I mean, I live in South Orange County, right? I mean, right down the road from Ladera Ranch. And I feel like it's one of those areas where, you know, a lot of those builders maybe didn't value a lot of that stuff. And, you know, they're all being repiped, you know, 10, 12 years after being built, they're all having, Reroofs, uh, you know, a certain number of years. It's almost like, you know, one of those trucks can go in and for a repipe and and get thirteen houses on a, on a couple of streets because they all need it done. So, and I think you know, not to say that that's not a, a way to do business, but I, I think that you know, uh, doing it the way you're doing it, I think is why maybe it wasn't such, which is which is awesome too, right? I mean, that means that you value your company and, and the work that you do and. And want to make sure that your name is put on something that's quality and and that uh that people enjoy coming to work for yeah i didn't mean to devalue that at all and the, there is no a no not at all like i said i just think that there's a difference for sure yeah no no 100 there's a difference and i guess that was just yeah. gonna circle back because a lot of guys you know we have a well you know if you ever read the michael gerber book you know uh the what's it called something about an entrepreneur it's they say we have an entrepreneurial seizure one day a, a tradesman and then all of a sudden <laughs> he thinks he's a businessman right and um so for me you know it's usually you know a, a guy one guy he's got two or three guys for me it was me and two guys that's how we started the company and so you know i was um tearing off and putting shingles on by day and then Bidding job, well, then run into the material house right after work to get stuff for tomorrow and then estimating the jobs yep. at night and then just rinse and repeat. Yep. And so, you know, a lot of times guys will kind of get themselves into financial problems because 
and I learned this, you know, myself is that if you, by not charging enough, not charging for that right. time when you were sitting at home, because that is valuable time. Any other company, you know, needs to pay for that time. You know, now that we're 50 employees, you know, and I have people you know, putting estimates together. Well, that costs the company money. So that is now part yep. of the bid and part of how we stay in business. So, um, that that's a, a lesson that I, I learned, um, uh, big time. And I wish I had, known. yeah, I think it's, it's harder when, when you as a CEO, it, it may be harder when you as a CEO are doing the work, right? Because it's not money coming out of your pocket directly right. because you're not paying somebody mm -hmm. to do those estimates. But, but yeah, like you said, I mean, your time is valued. Your time is worth something. And if you go back to that comparison to a, a, an attorney or a doctor, right? I mean, they're, they're billing by the hour and they're billing by time, regardless of what they're doing for you. Um, you know, they, they may not be actually in a, in a courtroom fighting for you, but, uh, if they're reading or, or, you know, drafting up something for you, they're, they're charging for their time and same kind of concepts. Right. But, um, Absolutely. yeah, I think that's where, like you said, it's, it, but it's hard, right? It's hard for somebody beginning to charge for that because they may, may think that, Hey, this is going to, you know, price me out of this job or it's going to bid me out of this job. But when you get too far down and, and that, that may be the case for a couple of jobs and you may want to you know, kind of discount yourself for a few jobs to win a couple, but, um, in the long run, you definitely need to, to make sure you're valuing your time and, and charging for it appropriately. And I, I agree. And I, and I love that mentality for sure. Yes. So, so you said you're about 50 employees now. Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. Yes. And where are you at geographically? What what does your scope look like or your reach look like geographically? Yeah, we're our, our corporate offices are in Simi Valley. We work from Santa Barbara all the way through Ventura County, all the way out to uh, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, and then inland as far as Santa Clarita. So, fairly. And is it still mainly just residential re-roofs and? Yep. Yeah, residential re-roofs uh, and solar. Uh, we do custom homes, solar, yeah, but, yeah, and we do custom homes, but only the you know higher end builders that really appreciate and value service, right? You know, right. they have discerning clients that need things to happen, and so they're willing to say, okay, uh, you know, we'll pay, we're willing to pay a, a more so that we have the kind of service that we need. Um, and right. then the solar has been a great add on. We added that on in about 2015 and that was actually driven more out of, cause the solar industry went crazy and they did, we were slapping solar on any kind of roof, whether it needed to be re-roofed or not. And then I, I believe that was a really wet year and, and on my phone was ringing off the hook with people with solar systems and all they, they said, my solar system's leaking and I can't get a hold of my solar contractor. He's out of business. And so I'm like, geez, I guess I, I, I had been using a subcontractor, uh, to, to help me with this. Cause it was only a one-off here and there, but it went crazy that year. So I'm like, well, you know what? I, I, I gotta get in this cause my, my motto is I, I don't really, we really don't subcontract anything out like 1% of our revenue is subcontracted yeah. out. Other than that, uh, we, we do it ourselves. I'm also a B licensed B contractor. So. That's how we can do the solar and the roofing together. And, um, uh, so that's how we got in there. So it's kind of funny. And then it's now progressed to, you know, we're, our, our solar is, is, uh, almost doubled. It will, will double this year and that's all new installs. And we're actually finally getting some solar only installs for the most part, 
people only would do the, whenever I got a solar, it was because I sold them a roof, <laughs> you know, kind of went that package. Right. So. Yeah. So. And, and, I, and I have to imagine it works the other way too, right? I mean, when somebody wants solar and you climb up on the roof and go, hey, it's it's about time. You oh, yeah. I mean? Well, and that's, kinda... that's what I think the industry or the marketplace, let me put it that way. The marketplace has learned that if I'm going to put solar on my roof, now's the time to do my roof, not later. Because people are, they, they right. get... Some get mad at me when I tell them that it's going to cost them eight to ten thousand dollars to take the system off and reinstall it properly, flash and attach the roof. They're like, "Well, that, that's half of what I paid," and I'm like, "Well, I see, already paid for that." Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we just had a customer that um, uh, we proposed his roof was like fifteen years old, it's in decent shape, but he's going to put a twenty-five year solar system on there. His roof, you know, fit five, Not seven years, wasn't, years a high, yeah. was, wasn't a high in shingle roof. And he got a little testy because the other contractor behind me come in and say, Hey, you know, you don't, you don't need to replace that. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just trying to give you the best value going forward. Uh, you know, and his roof wasn't that expensive. I go, you're going to pay half of this for me to take the solar off in five to seven years, or right. you can just do it all now. And you have 25 year system. It's all um in the same you know integrated the same and timeline the yeah. same life cycle so so what was it like learning the solar aspect of it right i mean you had so much experience from a roofing aspect but I, like you said i mean going back to kind of how you got into it right i feel like a lot of guys a lot of solar companies when they started were just the sales and then they would just hire some random guy to put the put the you know the the system on the roof and there was no connection between the two, which I think is where the industry and that marketplace failed early on, right? right? And kind of gave yeah, a bad rep to, the, to that, to that, um, to that process for sure. Um, but learning how to do it and kind of bringing that on and making sure that you can do it to the to the standard that you expect and that you want to provide had to be a process. So how how did you go about kind of learning how to, how to do that and, and adding yeah, that in? That Cause that's different. You know, it was completely different, right? Cause when I started roofing, my roofing, the August roofing, um, I knew everything about a roof. I knew how to put it on. Right. right. So I could, I could, I knew that that was done. This was completely different in the sense that now I'm running a company and I want to add a service on. So what I did was I went out and, uh, I had a friend that had been in the industry for years and he had actually been in all phases of, of the solar industry. He started out installing, then he went and worked in, in sales and then he went and worked for a manufacturer. So he had a really round knowledge of it. And so for me, uh, I didn't have the time nor bandwidth running the rest of my company to understand and learn solar at the level that I wanted to, to make sure that we were doing a, the same level of solar as we were doing roofing. Yeah. So you have to go out and you have to hire it. So I went out and I hired him on. And so I, my knowledge, I backed into it, right? I hired somebody that had the knowledge that I had on the roofing level and let him start the program up. And then that way I was allowed, I could learn by osmosis as time went on. And is that guy still with you today? Kind of running this little division actually, for you? No, he actually retired uh, about three years after. 
um he started the program but that that got us off the ground and uh like i said we're we're gonna do you know uh quite a bit this year so yeah and so is where is your business coming from now obviously when you started it was that that quality of work and the and the the word of mouth and the referrals are, are you still kind of is that still your main engine or is there something else you guys are doing that's that's working to to bring in business it's still the main engine uh you know you, you really have to worry about your social media these days so we we go to a lot of uh uh effort to make sure that that's um uh you know on track uh google you know we use angie's list and yelp you can't you can't i don't think you cannot be in those uh you know areas and, and not have a great reputation and, and you know because people are using that as referral now right a uh, referral when I started was, you know, the Jones and the Smiths were playing cards on Saturday night and they, they referred their roofer, right? Or they walked over. Um, today, you know, social proof, your, uh, reviews are, are, uh, referrals in some people's minds, you know, the, they have changed. So you definitely have to, to watch that. Um, another big thing is, is make sure that your trucks, every single one of them is just badged like no tomorrow, um, <laughs> trailers, uh, signs. I can't tell you, um, especially if you're doing a good job in the neighborhood, right? They'll watch, they'll see there. And, and just remember, they're all watching you every day. They're watching your guys, you're on <laughs> TV. And so, um, you know, trucks, truck signage for our lead source is always number three or number four of what the people say. Wow. How did you, you know, cause we asked that, how did you hear about us, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, Google, you know, it's some of the big stuff at the top, Google, this, that, but it's always trucks is the number three or number four. So they're, they're watching, right? And I have to imagine that those are probably pretty solid leads too, right? From that aspect, right? Somebody finds you on Google, it's probably because they're searching and they're probably contacting you and maybe three or four others, right? But Somebody that saw your truck, like you said, always watching it. And, and I have to imagine you've, you've, uh, you've disseminated that message to the rest of your company too, right? Because that's, that's so important. And, and I think it's kind of overlooked a lot of the times, but you're on somebody's, especially when you're exposed like that, right? I mean, the electrician can go inside the house and you can't see his work. You know what I mean? The neighbor can't see the work that they're doing, but you as the roofer or the solar guy, you're out there. And they're seeing exactly what you're doing, you know, minute by minute, like you said, on TV. Um, so I have to imagine somebody that calls in because they saw your truck. Um, it's probably a pretty solid lead and pretty high close rate for you. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they are high close rate. I mean, it, it's it's just short of a referral because yep. there's a certain trust that comes yep. along with that because they've seen your truck in the neighborhood three, four, five times, right? Um, they're, they're, they feel confident. That, that brings them a level of confidence, right? And that's where, and that's where, you know, that, that close rate comes in, right? That confidence yep. and, and going back to the social media, right? I mean, somebody may find you on Google, they may call you and ask you for your price or, and, and ask you to, to come quote it. But I, I, more often than not, they hang up the phone, they're looking at your website, they're looking at your Instagram, they're looking at all the other things um, to kind of see what one what kind of work you're doing, how, how pretty it may be, how real you are, how genuine you are, all those types of things um, are, are what they're looking for when they're looking at that stuff. And it may not be, your Instagram may not be the reason why they called you, 
right? They may not have right. seen a reel or a post on Instagram and thought, hey, I need this guy to do my roof. But it's undoubtedly going into that decision-making process uh, once they have contacted you or even before they did contact you. So I love that you guys are being deliberate about those kind of things. What, how long have you been doing that deliberately and, and what was the impetus for it? Like what, what was that decision-making process to, to be deliberate about your social media? Oh, well, and it came back to, it, it's a, it's probably what you might call a, a character flaw on my part. I just want my customers to be happy. And so if I, like, I, I hang on those, those reviews and if I get anything negative in them, I, I take it very personally. And so it kind of goes back to, you know, the reason for my name and, you know, our, our purpose in this industry. Um, you know, a uh, professional uh, in any uh, industry would want to make sure his customers are happy. So um, I think we, I just kind of by dumb luck and, and my nature fell into that. I just wanted to make sure that I had great reviews all the time. Yeah. And do you guys have somebody that's 100% dedicated to your social media, be it your, your LinkedIn or your, your Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that's responsible for kind of, uh, maintains maintenance and upkeep on that. Yes. Yes. You definitely need that. You need somebody watching what else is going on out there. Um, you know, posts are important people, you know, people are spending a lot of time on their phones and the internet and, yep. you know, you know, we put a, a post up of one of our custom homes. It was just a, it was a nice picture, super nice picture that our, our, uh, marketing coordinator took. Um, but very simple, classy man just blew through the roof. No, nothing that I would ever say, but people just <laughs> latched onto it. Like 2,600 yep. views in, in a week or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact, but it was, it was incredible. So you just got to kind of mix it up, right? Don't keep it yeah. being the same thing. Um, some, yeah. uh, some t we had a, a website that we hired that took care of all this, but they got very like generic, right? And right. So yeah, you're getting posts out there, but it's not really real, right? Or exciting. Well, and they don't know your business, right? Right. I mean, somebody that's that's in your office daily, communicating with your employees and and working inside your business, they they know what you guys are, and they know what your values are, and they know what is important to you guys. So it's it, it's it's easier for them to kind of portray that right and 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 show who you are and what you do and why you do it whereas somebody you know a, a firm you, you can talk to them all you want and tell them as much as you can but um at the end of the day they they have a box they have a cookie cutter the way that they do business and they may try but at the end of the day they they just don't know who you are they're not they're not one of you for sure right yeah they don't have the culture right like you're saying yep yep yeah no that's that's awesome so do you guys actually so I love the mentality, right? Because it sounds like you're using Instagram and, and Facebook and Yelp and some of those other things. Maybe not so much Yelp or Angelist, right? Those are those are actually probably uh, there specifically to, you know, get incoming phone calls. Yeah, right? they're but lead aggregators. I feel like, really, yeah. say that again? Yeah, they're lead aggregators, right? Really. Right, right. Whereas the other is, is, is social media marketing, right? Right, and branding, right? I mean, and I love that you've you've kind of, just differentiated those two, right? Because I feel like a lot of contractors who may not be in social media as much uh, or just now getting into it, see it as, 
hey, I use Yelp and Angie's List and, and this is where I get leads from. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll step into LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook and I should be able to get leads from those too. But they're, they're, they're two separate, right? It's it's yep. marketing and it's branding. And, and, and you know, maybe it doesn't need to actually create a, a phone call for a, for a lead for you. But uh, as we spoke about before, it's it's undoubtedly going into that decision making process at some point. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a long it's the long game, right? You got to have right. play all the right. games at the same time. Lead aggregators, yep. your Angie's, your Yelp, um, modernize some of those other ones. They're going to get you leads right now. Um, your social media marketing, some of your other marketing stuff is going to be long term, and you just have to constantly do it at the same level. Pick your level and do it for a long time, and, and it will pay off over time. Yeah. And the consistency, right? That's right. the key, right? I mean, like, you got to be consistent and deliberate about it for, for like you said, a long period of time. Correct. Yes. Can't be uh, where you, hey, hey, I posted last week. Why am I not getting a bunch of phone calls, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> well, you didn't. <laughs> this is the first time you posted in six months. People don't know who you are. Yeah. No, that's, I, I love that you guys uh, have kind of uh, been able to realize that's how this works and, and, uh, and, and handle that. And, and you're doing it in house too, right? With, right. with, a, with somebody specific. A lot of guys try and just do it on their own when they have time, but like you said, that that leads to some inconsistency and and uh, you know not necessarily being able to do it long term. Right, and and the, yeah, like you said, the consistency and you know a lot of times going back to you know getting the phone to ring, you know when you're first starting out and you're trying to you know do some of these different things, you know you're, you've got this level of you know, I need leads and some, you know, social media marketing doesn't necessarily just make the phone ring right away. And so not right. give up on that because it will help your brand, uh, down the road. So what does hiring look like for you guys in the last couple of years? I know it's been tough, you know, kind of, of over the industry, but may, uh, does that social media help in that aspect at all? Are you guys seeing people coming through the door that maybe know who you are or what is, what does that hiring process look like for you guys and, and how challenging has it been? Well, well um, tell you the truth, we, we started in, uh, 2019, um, because we were growing and I would, you know, I had, you know, good loyal crews, but we were maxed out. We couldn't do any more with them. And so we're trying to hire and, and it just wasn't working. You know, I was putting ads in, you know, Craigslist or wherever guys would come in, you want to work go out there and it just wasn't working. And so, you know, you have this definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right. So, uh, I decided, and, and I had had a hiring process for my management level, which included, you know, an assessment and it included, you know, really vetting the people. And so there was a, a, a distinct process and I had been doing this for the last 12 years on the, the management side. And, you know, I had realized that we have a really solid management team and I'm like, I wonder I should do something like that for my roofers and my solar installers. So in 2020, uh, you know, about a month before COVID, I hired my first HR person. And it was primarily driven for, to hire installers. And so after about, oh, six, seven months of, of working and his name's Jorge Cusada, and, uh, he was doing a great job, totally was changing, you know, how hiring and where we we're hiring from and everything. But we decided that, you know, 
we needed something more. So I had this, uh, idea and, and so I called it my RDP or my roofer development program. And from there it's grown quite <laughs> a bit. That. And so we have taken and now created levels of roofers and our pay scale is tied to what you understand and what you know. So it's not just, Hey, I want a buck more. Well, no, a buck more means you need to do know these skill sets. Um, we are now reviewing our roofers. Um, uh, we, we put in quite a few, quite a few number of things again, to, to move towards that professionalism. You know, I want to have a professional job and, and it, you know, in the last, last year, it's, it's kind of amazing. We are, our production is up with the same number of guys. And, uh, I was just talking to a friend about it this morning. Uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it other than that. It's just a few little different things that are adding up to, um, better employee satisfaction. Now, you know, I had to take a gamble and invest on some things ahead of time. You know, we, we put in health insurance, which roofers don't have, um, we give, uh, you know, I mean, when, when I came up through the trades, you know, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. So we said, okay, well, the guy, you know, we have five company holidays. Well, the guys hated the company holidays because they didn't get, they got four day paycheck. Well, you know, four day paycheck right. sucks for them, right? Cause they're, they need a five day paycheck. So we said, okay, well they should get paid for those holidays. So now they get paid for them and they get a day off. So, and then we instituted, um, uh, vacations, you know, different amounts. And if you get to be a supervisor, I mean, a, a foreman, you get uh, more vacation. So, um, to really treat them. Uh, you know, properly. And, and I think, uh, that I believe that all of that, those little things has created better attitude and better, uh, with the employees and, and it is showing up on the bottom line. Now you, you gotta invest in the front end, but it, it's, it's, it's something real. Yeah, no. And, and I think that's, that's a hundred percent the, the mentality, right? The investment, right? Because it's not just, Hey, this is costing me money. This is investing in my employees, treating them like professionals. Uh, that's, that's going to end up in, in, like you said, in higher productivity. And I have to imagine that, that the, the roofer development program that you have is part of that as well. Right. I mean, you're giving guys, uh, you're showing them a path, right? right? I mean, too often people get hired into this industry and it's, Hey, you're here to put on roofs, put on roofs. Right. And. And if you do a good enough job, maybe that's a year, maybe that's five years, whatever, maybe you'll get a raise, maybe you'll get promoted, whatever it is, but you've actually set up a path and said, once you learn this skill set, you get this money. Once you learn this skill set, you get this money and, and so on and so forth. And so they know what it takes because when, when you, when you simply just, when, when somebody's just working blind and they don't know what it takes to get there that, to that next level or to get that raise, there's no incentive for them to do it. Right. They, they don't, they don't know what it takes. It's, Going back to what you said before, you don't know what you don't know, but if you lay out that path for them and, and show them what it, what it looks like, um, they're going to develop a lot quicker, work a lot harder and, and, uh, you know, want, want to get to that next level as, as quickly as they possibly can. Is that allowing you, is that allowing, is this program and the way you guys are doing it, is it allowing you to bring in guys that maybe don't have as much experience because you're able to kind of work them along the path rather than. Hey, I need a guy to throw him on a roof and, and do the job that, you know, normally a guy that with two or three years experience does. 
is it allowing you to kind of bring in some newer guys without yeah, as much experience? That was the, the idea. Cause I mean, the pool of qualified yeah. tradesmen is just shrinking every year. Right. So we need fresh people right. to come in here. Like happened with me 37 years ago, you know, we need fresh people. And so, you know, it, it's pretty amazing how many people uh, really want to work outside and want to build things. Um, they just yep. need somebody that's going to come alongside and, and invest in them. And, and you know, I, actually we kind of got off track of your question before was how's hiring going and with the career path, you know, when you're sitting down and, and trying to hire somebody and you're saying, well, here's a career path, how you could get to making 50, 60, $70,000 a year, mm -hmm. even more. Cause you know, some of my, uh, roofers that started as roofers are estimators now. So even more because this company yeah. promotes from within and we have a path. Now you can take a guy that's got some ambition on and they're like, yeah, I want that. I, I even have a guy that's got a college degree. He went to college, uh, got a job at a bank. And after about a year, he was like, I cannot do this. I have to be outside, you know? <laughs> and so yep. he came and he's, yep. he's moving, he's a smart guy moving along like crazy, like gangbusters. So. Well, and that's, that's, I think that's where your advantage is, right? I mean, when, when somebody else or electrician tries to hire somebody brand new that doesn't have the experience. And, and this, this, this person comes in knowing that an electrician makes 60, 70, 80 grand a year. That's what they want to make. Well, you can't hire somebody that has no experience to make 80 grand a year. Right. right? And, and if you don't have that path, like you do to be able to say, look, you're only going to make this right now because you don't know anything and we're going to teach you and we're going to give you this path and we're going to, and here's all the levels and here's how you get to that 80 grand a year. It, it's a lot easier to bring, bring in somebody that maybe doesn't have experience when, when they can see that path, like I, like, you know, like we talked about before, I think that's probably one of the smartest things you've done. And it is probably, uh, from, especially from a hiring standpoint, helped you, um, you know, when a lot of other, a lot of other guys out there are struggling right now for yeah, sure. Yeah. And it, you know, it'd be nice to see, uh, other contractors do it themselves because, you know, I love 100%. this trade, you know, it is yep. fed my family for 40 years. I've sent kids to college. So it, it you know, it's taken good care of of me and my family. And so, you know, I, 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 you know, comes back to my, my heartbeat professionalism in the construction industry. I want to see more, more of my competition be professional. I, I'd love to compete against professional guys. Well, it only makes your job easier, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to compete against a guy that isn't professional and can undercut you by 25 or 30% because they're not right. It, uh, makes right. your job a lot easier when you, that's what a lot of, I guess, competition is healthy, right? Because it only, um, kind of helps the entire industry and, and will help you out in the long run. Some guys see it as a, as a threat, but the same thing, I mean, as far as building legacy, right? I'd have to imagine, and maybe you don't just because of the way you treat guys, but, uh, do you have anybody that's kind of moved on and started their own company because of how much they've learned and, and what you've been able to teach them at your, at your, uh, your company? Oh yeah. I've, I've had, I've had, I've had guys move on from the company. I don't know if it. Uh, yeah, actually I do have a couple guys that have started their own companies and yeah. I have guys that have moved on to actually very, uh, lucrative jobs at other companies. I yeah. kind of take it as a badge of honor because, yeah, you know, like a legacy, I, you right? Know, I, I think, I think that, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I believe that other companies go, Hey, shoot a guy from August. Yeah. I'll bring yeah. him on. Cause yeah. he's got value. 
Yep. No, I love that. So, so what is the, what does the future look like for? What's what's the future look like for you guys? Where are you guys? Is there growth potential? Is there you know geographically expansion or what does what does the next three to five years look like for you guys? Yeah, well, we've got we've got big plans. Um, uh, I've really the last five years I've really started working on myself trying to become a a CEO. You know, I was a roofer, and, and so I just started you know hit this kind of spot in my life. I got to like higher level thinking and so i read a lot of books and stuff like that so yeah there's there's a lot of growth um we have a current uh, mission um for the next uh by the end of the what we call the the 30 the 20s is to become an enduring great company um and we want to uh you know uh i want to have have a company where customers are are willing to wait right because we had great great value Right. that we deliver. Right. I want to create best jobs in the industry. We want to create a career path, um, training our individuals to take advantage of, of that opportunity. We want to execute our trade with tactical excellence, and we want to be a family with a fun and friendly environment. So that that's our mission um, that we're, you know, trying to accomplish here in the next seven years. Um, and yes, growth is part of it. Um, I believe kind of the way the industry is going is that unfortunately there's not a lot of room because of regulation and OSHA and the environment we live in that to, to kind of keep it all together, you're going to need to be at a certain size, um, to have the resources to take advantage of that. So, um, that, that, so growth is definitely on the horizon for us. Um, Awesome. Well, I look forward to, to following you guys and, and I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And, and, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, so everybody listening to this at least takes something away from, from what you're doing. Cause, um, there's, there's definitely a lot of, uh, little, little nuggets there that are, that could help anybody out that's, that's in this industry. So Chris, I appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Before we let you run, we want to give everybody an opportunity to, uh, or give you an opportunity to let know people where, where, where they can find you, whether it's uh, social media or websites or emails or whatever it is, how they can uh, find you and get a hold of you if they need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome to email me at, at Chris at augustroofing.com. That's C H R I S. Um, uh, month, just like the month augustroofing.com. And uh, yeah, if you want to connect with me, send questions, whatever, I'd be, I'd be happy to, to talk to you. Awesome. Chris, it's been awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, again, I, I can't wait to follow where you guys are going. I, I, I think it's going to be exciting and, uh, we appreciate you taking the time here with us and, uh, let me, let me know if we, we can be of assistance for you at all in the future and, and stay safe out there. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mike. Thanks Chris. Have a good one. You too. Hey, thanks for listening. If you had a good time, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get all the latest episodes. And if you had a really good time, leave a review to let us know what you thought. Until then, go gather some crazy stories on your job sites, and we'll see you next time on So, You Want to Be a Contractor. Contractor.